Oh, me? Oh, me? Oui? Yeah, you? Yeah, man, I'm feeling good. Good, I'm glad to hear that. Because God knows everything else isn't. No, right? It's uh, So we yeah. feel good, and it's... then that just negates the, the not goodness. So yeah. 2021, we were saying it last mm. episode, bit of a pastiche yes. already yes. of existence before it. Yeah. Um, turned out that 2021 is the year of the sea shanty. Who knew? Yeah, right. Although I feel like I need to bring something to someone's attention, namely yours and everyone else's, and the people that work at Radio 1. Okay. Now... I distinctly remember before it was on adverts and in the charts, me sending you the sea shanty. You you absolutely did send it to me. Uh, and we, we were talking about it and we were commenting on how good the bass sounds. I remember right. Yeah, it was a, a rich bass with a lo- lovely bearded older gent. We didn't talk about it on the pod, but listeners, we do speak outside of the realms of the podcast. Believe it or not. Yeah. Believe it or not. Yeah. But it was around the recording of the last podcast, so which we know yeah. was a good week ago now, yeah, possibly yeah. a month ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm listening to Radio 1. Uh-huh. And there's Scott Mills on the Scott Mills bit. Yeah. And, you know, they're, they're chatting as they do. And they start talking about the Weller Man, which is the name of the sea shanty. Yeah. And they basically start taking ownership for the fact that there's a fucking remix of it. Someone did a remix, yeah, and release it in the chart, and they're like, "Yeah, we did this first. And I've had enough now. <laughs> Look, Radio One, <laughs> if you're listening, <laughs> if you're listening, which which you are, quite yeah, frankly, of course you are, what because we don't doing? even we can't even talk at home anymore no. without them suddenly getting on the thing that we're talking. <laughs> I love the I love ownership. the idea of having, being annoyed at them for doing something that we definitely didn't put out <laughs> to people to listen to. Because that's the thing, though, isn't it? Like the 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 conversations that we have, there's been so much recently where I've been like, well, I'll share that. And I thought, well, I can't share that because I need to talk yeah. about it on the podcast. So mm. there are times, listeners, where we just sort of, th- this is the conversation. Yep. That's the convo. That's it. It's ruined our friendship. <laughs> the podcast has ruined our friendship. Yeah, because yeah, we, we end up on the phone. Like, Hello, mate. Yeah, I did this the other day, but... Um, can't really talk about it because I want to talk about it on the pod. <laughs> yeah, so you either get out, you get cryptic clues. I did a thing, yeah, which was very interesting <laughs> and made me laugh, but I can't tell you why. <laughs> yeah. But just take my word for it; it was funny. Yeah. And then everyone's like, "Yeah, okay, cool." Yeah. What the fuck does that mean? Oh, I found this thing. I'm even doing it to my wife now. I'll, no, I'm, I'm going to put it on the pod, so I won't. I won't tell it because <laughs> you'll listen to it. <laughs> exactly yeah. I, yeah I do that with other people other people who I'm not even sure listen to the podcast like if I speak to them I'm like actually I can't say that because you'll hear it on the podcast and they sort of go yep <laughs> the only people I can do it to are my parents because neither of them listen to the podcast because they don't know how to I've, I've played one yeah. to my mum when right. I was driving her this was like a couple of years back I was driving her somewhere and I, and she was like so, you, so how's the podcast going? Which no one ever asks at me. But I was like, yeah, all right, it's fine. You know, it's great. 
and she was like, oh, could I listen to one? And I was like, yeah, after about 10 minutes, I could just feel her kind of staring at me. <laughs> like, <laughs> Pure but, disappointment. Yeah, and my dad, my dad always kind of, every sort of month or so, he's like, you still doing the podcast? Like, yes, dad, we've been doing it for three fucking years. We've got to at least get to 100 episodes. So yes, we're still doing it. But mate, he sent me a text message the other day, right? Now, bearing in mind, obviously, I'm at home all the time. I'm teaching from home. So between the hours of nine and five, as you know, Lee, because you keep trying to catch me, I'm I'm probably in a lesson. Mm. He texted me this, dude, full stop, what printer ink do you use? Question mark. Now, he just happened to catch me at a time where I I was on a bit of a break. Um, So I was like, I'm going to call him. So I said to him, I was like, well, what? Why do you want to know? He's like, just tell me what printer ink you use. I was like, yeah, but you don't have the same printer. <laughs> so I said to him, what? What printer ink? What printer have you got? He's like, well, I don't know. Like, well, go. Where are you? Go and look at it. So he goes to look at it. He tells me what printer he uses. So I'm like, right. Do you need new ink then? He's like, no, no, no. I've just got a spare ink, and I thought you might want it. <laughs> Hence, why he texts me saying. What printer ink do you use? But I said to him, well, that's quite a broad question, Dad, considering like all printers have different inks. But the real shock of it is he sent it like one o'clock on Friday and then mm. by about two o'clock on Saturday, it had arrived. What? Which I couldn't believe how quickly it had gotten there. Regular mail? Yeah, Royal Mail. The Royal Mail managed to get it to me in less than 24 hours, basically. What is the meaning of this? I know. I was absolutely shocked, especially because um, obviously like parcels are, are a nightmare. Got another parcel delivered the other day. Everything in it was smashed. Just everything was smashed. And then you get in contact with the company to say, oh, I've had this parcel delivered, everything's smashed. Yeah, it's not our problem. <laughs> well, it, well, it is. No, 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 no that's the yeah, courier. So you get in contact with the courier. No, nah, it's not our problem. It's got to be someone's problem. Well, you said I, I had that the other day. Um, the wife gets a, a takeaway from Uber Eats, something we never normally order from. Yeah, and what did, did Alex show up? Alex, Alex turns up. Alex turned up in his van. Going. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't normally go for their service. I don't like <laughs> Your wife called an Uber Eats. I don't like. The she could have just terms. messaged him on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> It might have been a bit weird to get that request Damn from you, him. But <laughs> Damn you and your skills. <laughs> you and your ridiculous tongue. <laughs> yeah, fucking hell. Anyway, so she got real anyway, Uber Eats. So we get some real little Uber Eats from the Uber company that normally does the taxis and that. Yeah. And we just got a KFC. Just a normal KFC, not messing around. Just we'll go for a bit of the kernel. You definitely could have just driven and gotten it yourself. I know, but I <laughs> couldn't really be bothered. Fair enough. And it was cold. Yeah, and, no, fair, fair. You know, yeah. reasons. Yeah. We had reasons. Yeah? <laughs> anyway, it turns out, order's completely wrong. <laughs> Look at the receipt, and even the receipt says different stuff. So this is literally not my meal. Okay. It's not like they've they've mislabeled it or something. So we bring up the bloke via Uber, and he calls us back. And I'm like, hello, mate. Um, this is the completely wrong food. And he just goes, well, yeah, they put it in the bag, mate. It's nothing to do with me. <laughs> I was like... Okay, no, I, granted, I get I know that. you don't work at KFC. <laughs> yeah, I was like, Imagine if but, you just did both. The colonel I, delivers it. <laughs> he turns up with his tack and glasses. Yeah. Hey, have some chicken on me. <laughs> but yeah, he's basically saying it's not for doing me. I said, well, but mate, 
the, the bag has a completely different order to what I ordered. Yeah. So it, it's literally not mine in any way. Yeah. And I know you've just done two deliveries before. Could it not be the wrong bag? Isn't that... Well, there's no possibility. No, mate. No, it's, it's nothing to do with me. You just need to go to... <laughs> there's no possibility. <laughs> I, I, I granted, but honestly, this isn't my... I, I, see, I hear what you're saying, mate, but it's nothing to do with me. Okay. Cool. It was just like, sorry. And I, 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 at that exact moment, I wanted to stretch my arm down the phone line magically and strangle the man. Because it's so frustrating. So well, what do well, you mean? Well, the thing is, What right? do you mean it's nothing to do with you? Now, you just physically put it on my doorstep. <laughs> that is a part of the thing. You, you, yeah. you did the You're thing. 50% of it. See, the thing is, it's difficult, isn't it? Because I always think if an order arrives... And it's the wrong order, but it's better than what you ordered. You'd probably be like, oh, fuck it. Like, say you order like a Zingerbergs and something else. Mm. And what you get is like a bucket of chicken. You'd probably be like, oh, I'll just take that. But like the other day, I ordered a, uh, a pizza, which I don't normally do. Because as you know, I can't, I shouldn't really eat pizza. But I ordered yeah. a, um, a Pappy J's and it, 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 I went and collected I wasn't being lazy like you. I went and collected. Well, so meh. went in, picked it up. It was there was some deal on with like pizzas and sides and whatever. Got the pizzas. It was about it's probably a round trip of about twenty twenty five minutes, but fine. It was quicker than waiting for them to deliver. Got the pizza back, opened it up. It was the wrong pizza. So I'm just like, oh fucking out. And I was looking at. Oh, so you didn't even you didn't check it. Of course didn't. I didn't check it. Of course oh, I didn't check come it. On. I just put it. I just was like, yeah, all right, Pizza fine. Pick up one hundred and one. <laughs> yeah, I know that it was a rookie <laughs> mistake. So I got back and I'm like, oh, well, like I ordered like basically a pizza with all the meat on it, like all the meat that you could possibly get. And what turned up was like a kind of chicken with pineapple and peppers. And I was like, this is not. I'm not going to eat this. I can't. I don't want to eat this. So I called. The, the, I've called Pappy J's and I was like, "Look, you've given me the wrong pizza." So he's like, "Oh, that's no worries, man. I, I've seen the the order." He's like, "I'll um, I'll, I'll get one sent out to you." And well, I lied. Actually, I said, "Well, I can't come back and get it because I've got kids and I can't." <laughs> do you know what I mean? I can't do it. He's like, "Oh no, no worries, man. No, no, of course I haven't. But he doesn't know that. So I just couldn't be asked to fucking leave the house again. So he's like, "All right, I'll get that to you." So it's about 45 minutes later that I get the pizza that I actually ordered. But when I was on the phone to him, I was like, I don't know why I was being really over, like overcompensating. So I was saying things like, I mean, does, does, the, does the driver want to like take the old one back? Because I'm not going to eat it. It was like, nah, nah, it's fine, man. I was like, oh, well, I'll probably just put it in the bin. And he went, well, or you could eat it. I was like, oh, no, no, I definitely won't eat it. It's, it's not the kind of pizza that I like. So, so I mean, I can take a picture of it and send it to you if you want to prove that I'm not trying to mug you off. He's like, mate, it's fine. <laughs> but I was being really, I, I didn't want Papa John's to think that I was trying to see them off. So I was being really like apologetic about what, it. What were you thinking? Every time you ring up to order another Papa John's, I'd be like, oh, uh that fucker yeah it's this fucking guy yeah exactly exactly that's <laughs> i mean and, and and that kind of worries you like I, you've got a wall of a most wanted on <laughs> yeah your face you this man steals pizza i mean look i ate two pizzas because <laughs> as soon as i realized <laughs> it was going to be free and i was going to get another one i thought fuck it i'll just eat it oh but yeah we got i ordered a zinger burger and chips i got a zinger burger a wrap some wings something else and we got it refunded man i ate well <laughs> 
Yeah. So, uh, so listeners, if you want, if you order a pizza, get, collect it, then phone them back ten minutes later and go, "I've got kids, I can't come and get it again. Can you please send me another one?" They'll probably just send you one. Papa John's <laughs> giving you pizza for free. Excellent. Episode 64. Will you still need me? Will you still feed me when I'm 64? And to be honest, I'm starting to feel old. Yeah. Um, I saw something that, that aged me so horrifically the moment I read it. Like, I, I instantly felt like, like decrepit. Like, ring, almost like I turned to dust. The instant I heard it. So, you know the albums that get released that are like now albums? Yeah. Now, that's what I call top 20 hits. Now, that's what I call music. Now, that's what I call, you know, whatever it is. Um, (laughs) Can you imagine anyone ever saying that in reality? Like hearing a song and going, now, that is what I call music. (laughs) That's what we all call music. It's literally music. Uh. Yeah, I mean, they're stupid at best. You get all sorts. You get the Disney ones, you get all this sort of shit. Now, I found one called... Now, that's what I call Dad Rock. Great. I thought it would be great as well. I honestly did. Okay. Until I looked at the track listings. Now, presumably, this is a album aimed at dads. And when you think of dads, you think old men. <laughs> yeah, basically huh? our dads. So we get "We Will Rock You" by Queen turns up on there. Yeah, yeah, I guess all, so. All perfect. Living on a prayer, Bon Jovi. <laughs> okay, all perfectly right. You'd expect these to be on a dad rock album. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and then we get things like "Radioactive" by Imagine Dragons. We get "Take Me to Church" by Hosier. <laughs> oh yeah. We get Mr. Brightside by The Killers. We get Rockstar by Nickelback. <laughs> All mixed in with songs like Bad Hell by Meatloaf. Yeah. Ace of Spades by Motorhead. Yeah. 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 She's so lovely, Scouting for Girls. What? Africa. Toto. That is a great Everybody's song. Changing. Keen. Ho Hey by The Lumineers. Fucking Lenny Kravitz. I mean... It's it's such a broad spectrum now that it includes people like fucking Wheatus. Well, in too deep, some forty-one. That is a tune. To be fair, by Avril Lavigne. We are old I mean, enough to be dad. You are a dad. Literally. I am a fucking dad. And that. So, but, but the horrific thing is, is that I've gone from looking at that album, going "fucking hell, what a load of old shit," to going, "These are songs that I grew up with." Yeah. Well, <laughs> I'm gonna let's play a little game, right? I was listening to Planet Rock the other day, oh, um, and I'll give you the name of the band, and you tell me what song came on. Like, this is how diverse Planet Planet Rock is, right? <laughs> okay. So, first band, Metallica. What song was it, Lee? It was Enter Sam. Of course it was. Um, <laughs> the second band was Motorhead. What song was it, Lee? It was obviously Ace of Spades. Of course it was the Ace of Spades. Third band was <laughs> Thin Lizzy. What song was it, Lee? Um. Oh, it was... Um, uh, uh, fuck. 
Is it more than a feeling? No. No, that's Boston. No, it's not. Um, Fucking... uh, but my point was... is that there are these kind of snapshots in time where literally every song it was going, and we've got we've got some music coming up after the break from uh, Black Sabbath. Like, well, that's going to be Iron Man then. We've got some songs coming up from Led Zeppelin. So that's going to be a whole lot of love then, isn't it? And you sort of start to realise. But then to take it a step further with these kinds of um, what you expect, you know, you're listening to something, it's what you expect. I phoned Ikea because Mattress Gate continues. <laughs> So, I got a um, a forty pound voucher. <laughs> yeah, fucking mattress, right? A 40... just, just let me tell you about mattress gate, right? <laughs> I got a forty pound voucher to refund the um, delivery cost because they basically they left the mattress downstairs. If you haven't heard that yet, listeners, go and listen to episode sixty three um, and part one of the mattress. Stuff. Yeah, and so so I had to call them because I want to upgrade to a different mattress. So I called them. Now, the first thing that happens is you're put on hold. Of course. Now, knowing that IKEA is a Swedish company, what do you think the hold music was? Oh, my God. Tell me it's some sort of yodeling. No, no. It was ABBA. What? Of course. Right? (laughs) Just drilling ABBA at you. Right. Now, then, because I was on hold and I happened to have a, a slight penchant for ABBA, I was singing along. And you know, Lee, that when I sing along to something, <laughs> I don't just hum along to it. I sing it as if I am one of the members of boo, ABBA. Boo, boo. So it's uh-huh. all the kind of bangers. Um, <laughs> and it cuts off as I'm singing. And the guy goes, hello? I went, oh, Hi. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know if you heard that, but um, I was just singing along. He went, yeah, yeah, I heard it, I heard it. And I sort of made a joke, I was like, oh, blimey, don't tell anyone. He went, no, I won't. No laugh, not even a, not even a, a snigger, nothing, absolutely nothing. Um, so then I, I have to pay the difference to upgrade the mattress. Fine, the delivery in collection is free, fine. I say to him, oh, actually, I've got a £40 uh, gift voucher. Yeah, we can't accept that over the phone. I was like, but I can't go into store. No. So what's the point in giving me a fucking £40 gift voucher if I can't use it? Well, you can use it when the stores reopen. Well, so I've got to go to Ikea to then spend £40. It's going to cost me £40 to fucking get there. (laughs) So nothing. Then so I've got I, I want to make sure that the delivery driver fucking delivers it to my flat. It's only on the first floor. The stairs are massive, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. He's like, okay, I'll just put you through to customer service. So then I get through to customer service. And I'm basically telling him what their policy is. I'm like, yeah, so so obviously like because it's a you know, I know they're not allowed to um come into the flat and i can hear him typing going you're not allowed to come into the flat i was like no 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 no. that's what your <laughs> that's what your policy is he's like oh yeah 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 is there anything else you want me to write on there it's like um i tend to bring a sandwich with them or something <laughs> i don't know what do you mean is there anything else you want me to Finish write me off of a handy j get it get yeah it. give me an old-fashioned when they arrive do you know what I mean? It's just like 
So, so where we're at now with uh, Mattressgate is on the 16th of February, so a couple of weeks' time, um, they are going to deliver, hopefully, deliver new mattress and take away old mattress. But the old right. mattress, I've got to try and put back to as close to how it was delivered as possible. So, well, I've been fucking sleeping on it for three weeks. So, how does that work? So, I've kept the cardboard and the cellophane and shit, so I've got to try and rewrap the, um, the mattress so that they can come and get it. Perfect. So that's going to be fun, isn't it? That's going to be fun. Film out yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, no, I'm going to tinfoil the entire mattress. <laughs> like a massive chicken. So, chicken so I think that the, the, the crux of the story is, yes, we are getting fucking old. <laughs> I'm moaning about a mattress. You're fucking... <laughs> You're fucking looking at Dad Rock CDs going, well, that's not technically, that's not Dad Rock. It's like, it is. You're a dad. It's for you. (laughs) I know. It's horrible. Imagine what the songs are going to be like that we listen to in old people's homes. My neck, my back, my pussy, (laughs) and my crack. Yeah, because that's one of my favourites, that. (laughs) Me too. (laughs) Get it good. Don't be angry. Don't be bitter. Just put it on your head, please. What is that sound? It's meant to be a foghorn, isn't it? Is it? Starting the party and all that, just like you always do. Start the hate list. So I've got a few. Uh, my first one is people wanting to get exactly where you are standing. <laughs> so you're okay. in a supermarket or in more, you know, regular times in a shop and there's no one around you. And you think, right, it's a good time for me to just stop and have a quick look. As soon as you lean to look, someone immediately appears from nowhere as if they want <laughs> to. They have to get exactly where you're stood at that exact moment otherwise the fucking world's going to come to an end yeah and as an adage to that my second one is it happens exactly the same in a car park so car parking distance no matter where i park as soon as i pull in there could be 20 cars or sorry 20 spaces around me someone comes and parks directly next to me no matter where i am no matter what car park yeah it's like why have you got to park I've parked all the way over here so I don't have to deal with anyone else and you've parked right fucking next to me and recently every time I go back to my car from somewhere obviously not that I'm going out but whenever I have in the past six months there's always someone sat in the car it's like why are you here what are you doing maybe I'm being followed maybe that's what it is <laughs> who fucking knows um, my third one is a key lock unpredictability okay sometimes I put my key in the lock and the door unlocks sometimes it takes me three minutes to do it you or twist it, it in the lock. you twist it. no not to get it in the lock to unlock the door you put it in oh, the lock you twist, you twist you twist you twist you twist 
Oh, I can't do it the other way. You, you ought to get some WD forty on it, son. Mate, I've tried that, and I, I fucking tried oh, that. Fuck it, hell, mate. You want to grease it up? Get it lubed. Get it lubed from the inside. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna tell you something. It's <laughs> oh, just come into my head, and I'm, I'm worried. Yeah, I would be too. My this is a story about my dad. Oh fucking hell! Okay. When I was about, I must have been about thirteen or fourteen. And I came home with, like, we'd done, like, a, a sex education class. So maybe I was like, no, I was, yeah, I was about 14. And I came home with, like, a little paper bag full of um, condoms. And it had a little, like, sachet of lube in it. And my dad went, let's have a look at them then. I was like, what do you mean? He's like, let's have a look. So I, like, poured it out on the table. And I picked it up and I was like, what, what's that? I was like, oh, it's lubricant. Anyway, the, honestly, better when I'm 14 years old, right? Yeah. This is what oh, he's, I can't believe. I haven't thought about this for <laughs> half of my life, right? I've just remembered it. He said to me, he's like, uh, I never bothered with any of that. And I sort of like looked at him. I was like, <laughs> as if to sort of, I don't really understand where you're going with this. He's like, I just used to use some spit. <laughs> or, it gets worse, or, and he did the notion of kind of, he went, two fingers of Brill Cream. And he like oh, wiped his hand through his hair. What? Yep, yeah, fourteen years old. Scarred for life. Yep, yeah, never used lube. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't bring myself to it. Fucking hell! I can't. I'm sorry, Dad. I can't believe I told that story. I might cut that out. That's bad. Um, so <laughs> I can't believe I just told that story. Sorry, Dad. Um, he doesn't listen. Fuck it. My penultimate entry to the eight list is the never-ending washing bin. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I'm trying to move past it. I can't believe I told that story. I can't believe he said it to his 14-year-old son. Like obviously he was trying to be funny, oh, but at that t- in that context, I was like, "Is oh he being God. serious?" And he was just being funny, but like he yeah. just caught me completely off guard with it. Oh my God, that's funny as fuck. So, it's obviously a joke. Yeah, of course it is. But at the oh, time, gosh. I didn't realise that. I thought it was being, he's being serious. <laughs> That's my whole childhood was was him just poking me, trying to see what my reactions would be to stuff, just see if he could wind me up. And it worked because 32 years I've been on this earth and I have a recording a podcast. Yeah. And all of a sudden this boo just beams into the front of my fucking brain. Brill cream, cream, two fingers of brill cream. (laughs) I've never been able to use brill cream since. Oh, I can't look at it the same way. No, my penultimate one is oh, um, the never-ending washing bin. Unless you spend right. a day being completely naked, you will always have washing to do. <laughs> and it drives me insane. It drives me insane. Because you can't do it at the moment. It's too cold. Do you know what I mean? It's too, it's too cold. Uh, and my last one is um, call lag. Whether it's online or whether it's on the phone. Any kind of lag. You sort of say something. Oh, yeah. Oh, he's just like constantly fucking talking over each other it's uh, it's, it's, it really really draws on my anxiety funnily enough not as much as that story but anyway that's me done for this week so lee please please help me out oh my god god that was funny well funnily enough yep the first one has nothing to do with that is has more to do with the age like the fact that we've been moaning about being old yeah when you see on social media someone saying, oh, 
23 today, starting to feel old, knees are creaking. Shut up. And you literally want to, yeah, you want to bury them there and then. But, like, do you reckon, but do you reckon that it's like 15, 60-year-olds and older say the same thing about us? Well, we start moaning and they're yeah. like, you pricks. Yeah, you just wait until you get, like my dad who's 72, 70, 73, he's like, oh, fuck off, you're only 32, shut up. Yeah, shut your face. So, so maybe about. it's just a generational thing, man. It must be, must be. Uh, I've only got two, and my last one, because mm. I think we've had quite enough of this section. Yeah, absolutely. When someone watches a crime documentary and instantly becomes Columbo. <laughs> I know. I do this. Yeah, me too. 100%. <laughs> I, I will start watching a crime documentary, yeah. and then I can solve all of the world's oh, mystery. Oh, God, yeah. It's, it becomes obvious, doesn't it? Oh, I can see it now. It's all written in the stars. Yeah, yeah, of course you do. But that's like anything, isn't it? It's like when you watch it. I watch MasterChef um, and I'm sat there like, oh, um, I mean, that um, that souffle looks a bit wobbly. Never, ever in my life made a souffle <laughs> ever. Have no idea even how. Or you see like a chocolate fondant. Oh, yeah. Oh, why did you put it in for too long? That's It's going to be it's going to be rock hard that never even don't even know where to start with it. But you become it's not it's the armchair expert. It's the same with football. Yeah. Oh, why Go didn't you just him. do it? <laughs> it's the Go same. It's just a little bit more sophisticated. Have you been watching a particular um, documentary recently that's done that to you? I did. I watched Night Stalker on Netflix. Oh, is it good? Oh, well, in in terms of production, it's good. Subject, yeah, I don't mean was... Terrible. Yeah, no, of course. Of course. I Jesus Christ, mate. Is it Ramirez? I mean, it, uh, yeah, I think yeah. so, yeah. yeah. That's his name. Oh, horrendous. Good God. But you solved it, so that's fine. I solved it, yeah. Next. Yeah, let's get out of here, shall we? Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Dad. Sorry, listeners. Sorry, me. Sorry, me. I'm the one that had to fucking deal with it. Jesus Christ. So, Lee, um, we did a feature um, a couple of weeks back called Four Words. Yes. Um, And I'd like to bring it back, if that's okay. Okay, yeah. But I felt like I was slacking a little bit um, (laughs) because I was kind of making up a jingle on the spot. Um, So I decided to make a jingle. And um, all I'll say to you is that four words is all you need. I did not expect that at right. all. Honestly. Oh, you've got quite a set of pipes on your Thank you I very much, that? sir. Train singer. I, yeah. It took me about 10 <laughs> minutes to record the vocals on that because I was by myself in my flat crying with laughter at listening <laughs> to me try and hit that fucking note. Because <laughs> I was trying to do, I was trying to do it. <laughs> like legitimately and I just kept fucking up and cracking oh up. I, I wish someone walked in 
I well, wish I was thinking like, like I, at one point, like the neighbour was looking at me through the window, like, "What is he doing? Just cracking up at himself." <laughs> but the, oh, good, I love it. the good thing is, I also have four words for you. So, four words or phrases for listeners who didn't don't remember. It's um, it's four words or phrases that aren't in common use, and Lee gets to decide which is his favourite one. So, I give him the word and then tell him what the word means. Are you ready, Lee? Yes. So the first word for four words this uh, episode is Nighthawk. Nighthawk is a recurring thought that only seems to strike you late at night. An overdue task or a nagging guilt, a looming and shapeless future that circles high overhead, uh, overhead during the day that pecks at the back of your mind while you try to sleep. Was that description written by Jack Kerouac? I have absolutely no idea, but I love it. Uh, So that is, number one is night talk. Number two is a phrase. So technically not four words. It should be five words is a... But it doesn't work. Um, So the second is a phrase, which is dead reckoning. Now, dead reckoning is to find yourself bothered by someone's death more than you would have expected as if you assumed they would always be part of the landscape, like a lighthouse you could pass by for years. So that's dead reckoning. Um, The third word is paro, P-A-R-O. Paro is the feeling that no matter what you do is all, sorry, the feeling that no matter what you do is always somehow wrong. So no matter what you do, you always feel like you're fucking it up. That is paro. And then the last one is adronitis. Adronitis is a noun, and it means the frustration with how long it takes to get to know someone. So spending the first few weeks chatting in what's called their psychological entryway, uh, with each subsequent conversation like entering a different room, each a little closer to the centre of the house, wishing instead that you could start there and work your way out. Adronitis. So, Lee, four words. uh, Nighthawk, Dead Reckoning, Paro, uh, Adronitis. Which is your favourite? What was the first one again, sorry? Nighthawk. Nighthawk. So that's those Ow. things that hit you when you're trying to get to sleep that you can't get out of your brain. No, I kind of like Dead Reckoning because it sounds like a classy metal album. Four words. The winner this week is Dead Reckoning. Take a bow. Four words. <laughs> we are, for our sins, British chaps, aren't we? Um, chaps of whom are British, whether they like it or not, whether they are. The rest of the world likes it or not. Tough shit is what we are. Yeah, yeah, okay, fine. Uh, And something that I think represents us very well in the medium of social media is the uh, account Very British Problems. You may have heard of them. Yes, I have seen them. 
Now, they put out some three-word horror stories, and every single one shocked me to my core and did the job. And please I want to tell read me to you're you. going to... Oh, perfect. I was like, please tell me you're going to read me them. Okay, I'm getting comfortable. So, Hang on. <clears throat> here are a selection of three-word horror stories. Okay. A minute. <laughs> Got a minute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, great. Emergency Zoom call. Oh, God. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just felt, I felt all of the hairs on the back of your neck stand up. <laughs> yeah. The boiler's broken. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's gone everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's great. Password not recognised. <laughs> this is the end of the world. Like literally yeah. everything is ending. Because you go, well, I've only got two passwords, so <laughs> it has to be one, one of it? the other. Yeah. And, I, and then you just type in it wrong. My yeah. f- sorry, can I interrupt just for a second? What? The amount of passwords that my dad has is <laughs> absolutely outrageous. Sorry, my, I just my, thought I'd tell you my that. My dad's the same. He he once read something about don't make your password obvious. So now his password's <laughs> like it's like Zephyr hash one Glorgan four two three one nine eight six four two three Trafalgar. <laughs> fucking, <it's> like, what? <laughs> fucking ridiculous. Great. <laughs> okay, continuing with yeah, the list. Yeah. Dry clean only. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Who goes to the dry cleaners anymore? <laughs> Another COVID briefing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, one of my favourites. Yeah. Next slide, please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's please, great. Please, no. No more slides. You've already done too many if you put one slide up. Yeah, absolutely. Forgotten my mask. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, that God. could be code for, <laughs> I'm actually a cunt. <laughs> <laughs> Completely sugar-free. <laughs> A, it's and definitely not. B, if it is, it's going to taste like shit. So, okay. And these last two are my favourite because okay. they sort of go hand in hand. All right. But they're both good on their, uh, their own separate right. What's that smell? <laughs> if you have to ask, you know it's not good. And <laughs> yeah. um, potentially followed by probably the clutch. <laughs> I fucking love this. Oh, they're great, aren't they? So I, I propose that me and you come up with some of our own three-word horror stories. <laughs> Three words is all you need. <laughs> yeah, okay. We, <laughs> tune in next week for four words and three words. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, mate, I'm going to spend my entire... Basically, the space in time between us recording, I'm just going to try and come up with three-word horror stories. I love it. Yeah. They're great, aren't they? Fantastic. Speaking of British horror stories... Okay. Nothing, I think, would send fear into a man or woman in the British Isles more than the the dreaded words bin day yep and I have ten things that 
are the horrors of Binde. Okay. Discovering that there is no more effective alarm clock than the sound of a bin lorry's <laughs> air brakes two doors down. <laughs> All that sound it makes is a thing go, like, oh shit, that's the bins. <laughs> hey, I've done that so many fucking yeah, yeah, times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Knowing that if you decided to, on a whim, put it out of the wrong colour bin, you'd be making the entire street question their sanity. <laughs> That's what we've got to do, man. If you ever hate your neighbour, put out the wrong bin on bin yeah, day. Yeah. Asking yourself if it's time to put a little romance back into your relationship as you realise the blue bin goes out tonight and that's the first thing that you've said to your partner all day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Waiting with bated breath to see whether the small extra bag that you've left beside the wheelie bin will be accepted <laughs> by the gods of the bin lorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Feeling a powerful urge to call 999 and you spot a passerby slipping an empty crisp packet into your black bin. <laughs> you want to go out and have a fight? Oh, my fucking bin. <laughs> like, right, mate, better than putting oh, it in your garden. Oh, God, yeah, right. Noticing that next door have accidentally swapped your essentially identical bin with their own and then embarking on a 3 a.m. ninja style break <laughs> to get it back. Showing enormous levels of grace and courtesy by dragging your neighbour's empty bin a few centimetres in the general direction of their house. Yeah, you walk away feeling like a fucking superhero, don't you? (laughs) (laughs) Making the disastrous mistake of allowing the lady across the street to use your unused green bin and then realising she's emptied an entire rockery into it. I don't know why this is so funny. (laughs) Wondering why no one's written a horror story about the scariest prospect of all. Missing the first collection day after the Christmas break, (laughs) which I did. And I had fucking copious amounts of cardboard piling up in my garden. And lastly, refusing to accept that your bin has really been emptied, even though A, it weighs much less than it just did before, and B, now it's in the middle of the road, (laughs) you stare into it, to make sure it's empty. <laughs> you know, I tell you why, right? I think the reason why I find this so funny is because, firstly, the t- this flat and my last one, we didn't have, um, like, you, uh, the bins were communal, so there was never a bin day. I mean, there was. They came and emptied the big bins. But basically, I mean, in the old flat, I used to have to time when the bin collection was because they literally, they collect the bins, they get halfway down the road, you'd go to put stuff in the bin and it would already be full again because everyone's just <laughs> looking out their window ready to put stuff in the bin. This this place I'm at now has got these big kind of bin areas, so there's plenty of space. But right. I think the reason why I find it so funny is because, like, I remember, I, I can remember being a kid and like it was almost like the structure of one's entire day was around when the bins were going to come like you didn't want to leave for work at a certain time in case you got caught behind the because obviously you and I when we were growing up lived down a cul-de-sac so if the bin men were at the top of the road or like halfway down the road were fucked you couldn't get anywhere but yeah. yeah it's so true that the sort of like 
there's always this big thing about don't forget to put the bins out. Whenever my folks used to go away and I was by myself, don't forget to put the bins out. Bins Every time I go around my mum's, no matter what day it is, I've always got to drag <laughs> the bin in and also drag the neighbour's bin in. Well, you've got to drag his in because he puts mine out in the morning. It's like, fucking hell, we're living our life based on the fucking agenda of bins. What is happening? I have issues with bins. I, I, have, I have a reluctance to use the bin. So I just put a black bag next to the bin and put stuff in the bag. Why don't I just put it in the bin? And then I've got to clean the bin. Honestly, we are beholden to the gods of bins, which is why I think that is so funny because it's so true. Also, it's funny because we're doing a section on a podcast about fucking bins. (laughs) And it's good. No one else can do what What other podcast are you going to be able to listen to? No one can do Stuff about bins. It's now time for. Yeah. So, um, normally, go on, shock me. This, uh, this feature, um, if there's a news article, it's normally from what I would call the kind of. Um, the gutter press, you know, the suns, yeah. the daily mails, that kind of thing. The red top bollocks, yeah. yeah. But this um, entry to Are You Fucking Kidding Me comes from The Guardian, no less. <gasps> the middle ground for yellow-bellied liberals. And it was <laughs> in the actual paper. I bought an actual paper. Okay. Um, as I, I mean, very occasionally do. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> right, bought a paper. Are you fucking kidding me? Um, and on page five... Page five. Now, that would suggest that um, this is an important story that the Guardian feel like they need to tell the world. Mm. And this starts to this story. <laughs> this story <laughs> um, involves wombats. Okay. And the headline is Square Poo in a Round Hole. The Great Wombat Mystery is Solved. <laughs> Page five of the Saturday Guardian. What are they talking about? How wombats produce their cube-shaped poo has long been a biological puzzle, but now an international study has provided the answer to this unusual natural phenomenon. The (laughs) cube-shaped poo is formed within the intestines, not at the point of exit as previously thought. According to research published in the scientific journal, and in a minute, I'm going to tell you the name of the scientific journal. The paper expands upon preliminary findings first presented at a meeting of the American Physical Society's Fluid Dynamics Division in Georgia (laughs) 2018. 
Dr. Scott Carver, wildlife ecologist at the University of Tasmania and one of the authors of the research paper, said there were wonderfully colourful hypotheses around, but no one had tested it. There was speculation that wombats have square shaped have a square shaped anal sphincter that the feces gets squeezed between the pelvic bones as well as the complete nonsense idea that wombats pat the feces into shape (laughs) after they deposit it. The project originated four years ago when Carver was dissecting a euthanised wombat hit by a car and noticed the cubes in the last metre of its intestine. He described it as an isn't that odd moment, adding how do you produce cubes inside essentially a soft tube? The team of researchers in Australia, including the head veterinarian at Torongo Zoo, Larry Vogelnest, tested the tensile strings of the intestine while physicists in the US based at the Georgia Institute of Technology created mathematical models to simulate the production of the cube. The team discovered big changes in the thickness of muscles inside the intestine, varying between two stiffer regions and one more flexible region. The rhythmical contractions help form the sharp corners of the cube when preliminary findings were presented in 2018. At that point, researchers believed there were four stiff and four flexible regions. But the final research has confirmed is that the wombat's intestine has two stiff and two flexible (laughs) regions. In a right since 2018, Australian researchers have performed the histology as well as a CT scan upon a live wombat and concluded that the changes in muscle thickness, in addition to the drying out of the fecal matter in the distal colon, produced the distinctive shapes. Asked why wombats had this feature, Carver said one theory was that wombats, with their strong sense of smell, communicated via feces and the cube shaped helped prevent the feces from rolling away. <laughs> Cancer. AIDS. COVID-19. COVID-19. Wombat poo. <laughs> <laughs> the name of the journal, Lee? Go on. Soft Matter. Oh, fucking boom boom. Jesus Christ. Cubed wombat poo. Are you fucking kidding me? (laughs) That's the wrong jingle. (laughs) Well, are you just fucking kidding me? Well, are you just fucking kidding me? Wombat poo, are you just fucking kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me? As we come to the end of this episode, yeah. it becomes more evident that 2021 is indeed fucking madness yeah. personified. Yeah. But it doesn't stop there, Ryan. <laughs> God. I don't think I can handle it. My face it hurts. It doesn't stop there, mate. <laughs> because I have found, again, maybe an inventor death one day, I suppose. <laughs> fucking hell. <laughs> but after I've sent it to you, it will make even less sense okay so i want you to um to find this and play it because we we need to we need to bring this to the the people's attention quite frankly 
So I know you can see it. Yeah, well, I have. Yeah, I can see what the thing says, but I can't see. Um, <laughs> if you'd have prepped me, <clears throat> I know, but I don't want to prep you on this one. Okay. I want you to to experience it because this is an invention which will revolutionise your home life, shall we say? Okay, uh, so you want me to play the video? I do. In 2005, archaeologists in Germany discovered what is believed to be the oldest dildo known to mankind. It was 28,000 years old. Since then, there have been stone ones, wooden ones, bone ones, leather ones, rubber ones, silicone ones, glass ones, metal ones, long ones, short ones, vibrating ones, pink ones, purple ones, black ones, ribbed ones. For the last 28,000 years, dildos have been the same. Nothing has changed. They are all the same. Our determined engineers decided to try and do something about this. What if a completely new way of having sex could be invented? Now, if pause, only pause there was another part. Okay. So, I need to sort of disclose how I found this. So this just happened across my Twitter timeline which at this point i'm thinking i need to purge a little bit yeah um this is real before we continue okay. before anyone thinks it's some sort of adult swim advert or you know something like that it's not it's 100 percent real so okay? this, yeah so the the name of the video is baldo b-a-l-l-d-o and the video is called join the ball sex revolution press play human body we could use to have sex with uh, hello um hello yes something that has been overlooked uh, over here hello yes something erogenous <clears throat> i i have over six thousand nerve endings in my skin and my nerve endings distribution is almost identical to those in the women's vulva no, it can't be that obvious. How has this been overlooked all these years? The balls? Use the balls for having sex with? Ball sex? Could it be possible that ball sex was actually a thing? Could it be that our ingenious scientists had ended the 28,000 years of tedious, repetitive, artificial phallus designs? But how will we use them to have sex with? They're floppy, pendulous, useless sacks. You can't do anything useful with them. Bullsack, the cartoon bullsack looks really sad. Send them in some kind of cage where they can be inserted into an orifice. Yes, yes. Something that makes them rigid enough for penetration. But something that still keeps them exposed so that the nerve endings can still be stimulated freely. Over the next three years, our engineers worked furiously to create such a device. Something that would be easy and painless to put on and take off. Something that would stretch to fit most men's balls. Hooray! <laughs> <laughs> just like a butt plug. <laughs> Introducing the Baldo. The world's first dildo that uses your balls for penetrative sex. The Baldo is unique. <laughs> It uses the erogenous skin of your balls to give the wearer a different type of it's orgasm. It's like a torpedo! A ballgasm. <laughs> the baldo gives your balls a piece of the action whether your penis is erect or not. 
2021 is the year of the Baldo. We need your help to start the ball sex revolution. This is how it works. The Baldo's internationally patent pending design is made from 100% skin safe platinum silicon that can stretch over your balls with ease when putting on. When on, the stiff inner core prevents the tip from collapsing when thrusting. It's so simple to use. Step one, do your manscaping. Make sure your balls are hair free. <laughs> Step two, take a small amount of lube and apply to the area. Or spit or brill cream. Pull out the super <laughs> elasticated rim and drop your balls into their respective sides. It's as easy as putting on your underwear. Step four, make sure your balls are seated properly and pop out the sides. Step five, now pull open one of the provided baldo spacer rings and pull over the top of the baldo and your balls. Repeat with the next. These rings make the baldo and your scrotum tight enough to resemble a dildo. You may need more or less of them depending on how much skin you have at the top of your balls. I need about 30. Unleash the pleasure for you and your partner. Our product is real. It has been refined over three years with over 100 prototypes being made and tested. But don't just take our word for it. Sign up now to be one of the world's first users of the Baldo. Now... Join the bowl sex revolution. I mean, just use your penis. I mean, what the uh, the creators of the Baldo are aiming for is for that moment after the man has completed his mission. Yeah. And the lady hasn't quite had the same satisfaction. I don't you know can... what you mean. I've never heard of that before. <laughs> <laughs> it, it is common. And it is normal in most men. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's not a big deal. Yeah, I'm not a fucking so, machine. So essentially, you, you pack your bollocks yeah. into, like you said, it looks like a butt plug, but the butt plug has open sides. Yeah. So your balls peek out these little windows. <laughs> and then you you presumably squat like a fucking madman. <laughs> and but yeah, yeah you've just got like a it. floppy penis hitting someone on the back or the face or the stomach. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, what's the point in that? <laughs> when it said you could be, you could be one of the first owners. It's like, yeah, because who the fuck thought this was a good idea? Listen, stop what you're doing, right? The next thing you must do in your life is go on YouTube and search for Baldo and watch the advert because it is a real thing. I've never, ever seen anything like it. There's also testimonial videos. Yeah, Go to the website and have a look because, oh man. Are we sponsored by Baldo? We've just given them a free advert on our platform. I don't give a shit. I mean, this, uh, like I said, potential inventor death, depending on how it's used. Yeah. Um. It's I. I don't know where we go from here, Ryan. <laughs> of all the things I thought twenty twenty one would throw up, a ball bag related like self made dildo is not what I thought was going to happen. <laughs> and I think on that bombshell, <laughs> on that bullshell, <laughs> on that bullshell. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my. listeners, I'm sorry about today. I'm sorry about this. 
No, I'm not. I hope you've enjoyed it. Yeah. Until until next time, when we maybe talk about more. Bo- we'll keep you updated on how the bulldoze doing, shall we? <laughs> fucking hell. <laughs> Jesus. The fucking. I can't. Do it. Oh, love you. Yeah, love you too. Bye.